That's, uh, bro, that's 10 years ago. Wow. Shit. All right. Shit. Thanks. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. I like that you told it. Is recording? Yeah. Miami on the Rocks, Casey Chops. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, MIA on the Rocks. Follow us on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Today's guest, we've been talking. I've known her for 10 years already. Time is flying. It's crazy. Angelina, what's up? How Damn. are you? <laughs> We're good, Casey. You know, we started off with the edit. I'll edit out. Don't worry. How are you? I'm great. How you amazing. been? Amazing. I'm amazing. Thank you. Thank it's, you for having me. I appreciate it's, it's, it. It's been a minute. It's you been know, a minute. We did our podcast like, what was it? Five years ago five with, years. With, with Jazzy and M. Jazzy and M. That was know. a great duo. Like that vibe was hilarious. Right. You guys are hilarious together. Yeah, we were wilding. We were, I feel like we're ahead of our time with that shit. For sure. You know? For sure. If anyone wants to look up uh, the No Filter podcast, throwback episodes with uh, my homegirl, Watch Jazzy. She's, she's out of here um living in la shout out to jazz she's gonna come on too when she's in town and shout out to m the gem yeah shout out jazz like, and m and i've known yeah. them for 12 years wow yeah they used to be um they were models of mine in in fashion shows and all wow. type of modeling gigs they were amazing super professional for the people that don't know angelina has been moving and shaking in miami for a minute she's a she's a businesswoman she's a career woman and 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 when you have that type of stature you're very valuable in this city because everyone you know how has that been for you by the way like just being a woman in in miami and you know like you have to be shrewd you know you have to be firm you know because you're amongst men all the time right absolutely i mean it's been an, a wonderful experience um definitely a lot of trials and tribulations and mm -hmm. kind of learning how to move and groove in a male dominant industry so definitely you have to be smarter funnier faster sharper uh you have to have more integrity you have mm. to be about your word um just because if there's anything you slip on they you know th right. that's it they're like ah, right. see this is why you don't work with women right and 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 for the people listening, Angelina, I feel like, and you correct me if I'm wrong, you've, you made your name in the scene when you first came up doing like fashion shows and stuff and things of that nature, correct? Well, when I first moved here 12 years ago, I already had hospitality. I had music uh, business mm -hmm. experience from running a record label in Tampa with mm -hmm. uh, a small independent company. And I had hospitality and just, you know, experience in nightlife. And then I moved to Miami and I landed a job at the Newport Beachside Hotel and Resort, which has Kitchen 305 inside. I remember that. And what day was that that you were doing? I, I did every day. I worked in the office. Oh, you, you programmed every single day? I did the office. So I worked from 830 in the morning mm -hmm. and I used to hold meetings all day long with promoters and DJs and, mm -hmm. and corporate. And I used to do big, you know, corporate events in our ballrooms. And then we had a restaurant downstairs, which was mm -hmm. called kitchen 305 it was mm -hmm. dead and i was like this is a beautiful venue like right. we should be doing and parties it's sunny isles there's nothing sunny really isles. popping in sunny no isles, it's so. definitely a destination location so mm -hmm. it's not like south beach where you have a couple of options it's right. like you're traveling there and um anyways the owner of the hotel he gave me a unlimited budget which is like crazy damn and he's like just do what you gotta do just get people here so yeah. 
I did the whole programming for the restaurant because I had the restaurant background and I, and I knew what was going to bring people through the door as far as all you can eat lobster or wow. all you can eat crab legs. Like that's going to bring people in. And then I layered DJs, bands, and then I used to do, so it would be a dinner party. And then all of a sudden at 10 PM, I'd throw down a runway and just do. And what year was that? <laughs> 2009 yeah i because I, I used to go on dates there heavy yeah like that was the place to take your girl on a date it had like a nice little like cabana couch vibe you know you had like a dj playing r&b like it, it, it was a sexy vibe it was like, a sexy vibe damn and it was funny because i would wake up you know i worked in the office all day and then i would stay at night for the events Mm-hmm. So I was there from 8.30 in the morning wow. until 2 in the morning, and I did that five days a week. And then on Saturday, I'd wake up because I had a pool party mm-hmm. on Saturdays and Sundays outside on the pool deck, and I'm doing bikini contests Damn. and parties. And, you know, so there was it was it was a grind, you know. And so was that your beginnings in Miami? Absolutely, yeah. I knew one person when I moved to Miami. And so Newport Beach, Kitchen 305, that was, I remember that. Damn, maybe that's where I met you at. Probably know. just vibe because right. I did the Tuesday party um, for years, uh, the bikini and lingerie contest. And mm-hmm. that was the dinner party before, you remember Tuesday at Cameo, the- Lap po- Dance Tuesdays? Yeah, so Classic. I, yeah. What do you mean? Classic. <laughs> So I would uh, I would do the dinner party mm-hmm. on Tuesdays and then Wednesdays we did parties Thursdays Friday, just every day. So where how did it start doing like you know cameo in the fashion shows? In the, in the- so after a year and a half, I you know was getting uh, Kitchen Three Hundred Five um, on the map mm-hmm. and just getting a popping. And what I was doing was rotating DJs and mm-hmm. models so i was doing a fashion show probably three four times a week at mm-hmm. kitchen and then also ballrooms throughout the entire hotel like real fashion show like you know full, yeah full full production and um and any dj that was in miami or coming in miami i would book them yeah you know just to Damn. get like their following to come in Yo, that was before like Instagram was a thing, right? Oh yeah, like, like before there was an Instagram model. You were still booking like real models at I this was. time. Yo, what was the difference? Like, how do you find? Like, what is the difference between? It was word of mouth. Yeah, right. It was like I know a hot girl. Hey, she and, has pictures. Yeah, oh shit, yeah. she takes pictures. And it was before editing. You know, oh, you could edit on your phone before Facetune, ladies. You had to, like this is <laughs> no Facetune tricks. We're up on it, right? But so I was at Newport. You remember RJ, the general manager? Of course. Okay, so he came to Kitchen. He saw my fashion show. And I was getting approached by a lot of clubs in South Beach. They're like, look, you have to come and do what you're doing here. I'm like, listen, I'm the director of this mm-hmm. hotel. I can't just you know throw parties yeah. at another spot. It's not going to work that way. So RJ stepped to me and he was like, look, I'm going to pay you X amount of dollars. And mm-hmm. it was more than what I was making a week at Newport. What? Listen, for one it's night. It's nightlife. It's, cra- it's like drug money. That shit is crazy. <laughs> and, and I was working 70, 80 hours at the hotel, which I'm super grateful for. And I'm blessed beyond right. you know, anything. I'm, I'm grateful for my, my time there. So um, you know, I, had to, I had to do the work. I had yeah. to get my name out there and meet the contacts. So he, he was like, Ant, ride. Yeah. So I gave my notice and I started my company with play on Wednesdays. Yeah. One one day a week one pays a week. pays all the bills. That's crazy. See, that's the thing. People always hit you with like the at least for DJs and you want to be in the club when you're 40. 
uh, sometimes I'm like, I hope so because yeah. that money is crazy. crazy. Like to get paid that much money and you and know, you're having a good time. Yeah, you're being social. There's music. People yeah. look good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I think the people that don't that say that are stuck in cubicles, There's like nine to five. You know what I mean? Totally. And they're kind of like envious. Like, oh, totally. you want to be forty in the clubs? <laughs> I hope so. Like, totally. you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. Oh, you started with that. You started the fashion shows. That that's where you made your name, and then. You kind of like, you know, what happened from there? Like, I So um, everyone still knew me from models, mm-hmm. you know, from the fashion shows, from Kitchen and DJs. So mm-hmm. then I would get everybody from Miami, yo, yo, I need models for this music video for Gucci or for Little Wayne or this Ooh. or Drake or this and that. So then I, I had to legit open up a talent agency because I first launched as just like a events company mm-hmm. and marketing because mm-hmm. that's my background right. and then i got into i had to get a serious talent agency license and mm-hmm. bonded and everything and um and then i started procuring work for talent and i brought uh you know the dj i was managing nano mm-hmm. and then i had black tape project i did their first show at kitchen and then mm-hmm. their second one i did at play on a wednesday wow. and no one knew who they were and we got it popping and so with the the black tape project that was like a, a, a that started shout out joel black tape project yeah <laughs> we were talking about that earlier like did you start that like were you part of the beginnings of that idea yeah i was his manager yeah. so he was a, he's always been a photographer he's been in for the pe- let, let's explain okay, it for okay. the people that are listening okay, like okay. the black tape project is something that started in miami safe to say yes, yes started in miami what they started to do is they started with duct tape right they would duct tape that would kill them if it was duct tape it was black electrical tape that, okay i'm sorry that's what i yeah not duct tape Duct tape is the clear one but like packaging tape yo my bad i got my tapes mixed up yeah so they would take like the black electric yo duct taping but it ripped their wild. nipple off yeah, that would be nuts. But anyway, they would take the black electrical tape and they would, you know, take these models in in, in almost like art. Like they would. It was for sure art. So he was a photographer, and somebody showed me his photos when I was at Kitchen. I was still a director there, and I was like, "What is this? This is insane!" You're I, taking naked models and you're just putting tape over them. Yeah. And cool. No bra, no right. panties, just tape. Which is, if you look at it, it's it's so erotic looking, but to be honest, women wear less to the beach. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. They were a little thong on Miami. They could take their top off. So they, they're really co- more covered than, you know, it, it's just so erotic and different. Right. So uh, I did a show at Kitchen and everybody there, I still have the videos and photos. Everybody Whoa. freaked out. And then... Was it, uh, what was it like to like ask girls to like be naked and get taped up? Like how did like, how do you explain that? Okay, like, I just like I've always had that um, gift where I could just walk up to a girl and be like, "Baby, you're beautiful." I got this fashion show and I got a hundred. You're beautiful. You see Trey's songs over there? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't pay. <laughs> I'm That's kidding. True. I'm That's kidding. True. Yo, I love you, Trey. He's, he's got OnlyFans now. I bet you Trey's know? awesome. I know him. He's he's good people. He's good people. But um, no, and it's it, take it back to kitchen because you said you went with dates and that was a date night. I would wake up in the morning and uh, and I would have like ten girls saying, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be there at the fashion show at night. And you have to have a lot of girls to have a successful, sexy fashion show or you know contest or mm-hmm. lingerie. I used to do a lingerie bikini and switch it off. So. Mm-hmm. 
I would get there and I would get all these text messages. Yo, I can't come. I can't come. And I would have like three girls and I can't have a successful show that way. So I'd look around the room and I would see some badass girl eating or whatever. Walk up to her and be like, babe, does your like bra and panties match? And she's like, no. And I swear it's true story. And I have people to back this story up. And um, I have your bra and panties match. And she's like, yeah, I think. Okay. Yo, I have this fashion show. Yo, if a guy asks that, bro, that's, see, that's what that's the thing women have. Women, women, if you're like really into your business, like Angelina is, you can get away with shit like that, like without getting slapped. It's just the way you, you know, you speak to people, though. You can get people to do whatever you need them to do in business. It's the way, it's the approach. It's just tough for men because all women think men are creeps. Now. A thousand percent. You that's why me? it's really easy for me to work exactly, with women because exactly. they know what time it is. Yeah. So I would say, yo. I'm going to pay you 150 bucks. I just need you for like 20 minutes of your time and free drinks all that night. sounds like Columbia prices, yo. That's great. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Casey, like 20 minutes for 50. Uh, I'm, jo- I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Yo, you're joking. So I, I, yeah. So fast forward, black tape project blew up. He's, we went around. So basically when you would tape random girls like that, like I, you would ask I, them 150, like, yo, just no prices vary depending on the girl. Mm-hmm. And there's high quality, you know, just yeah. girls with big followings. And then Instagram started to, um, started in 2011. Then the game got easy, right? You could start searching and seeing who, right. But right. still the search bar wasn't there. It was weird. It was weird, yeah. but I could look at at least, you know, find girls on IG. We were blessed, though, that so many girls were referred to us. I, I could just post something or send an email blast or a text blast. Like, I need girls for black tape. And yeah. boom, we would just get referred tons of girls. And Joel, the artist, he mm-hmm. knows tons of girls just from being a photographer yeah. in Miami. So it just worked. And and I'm super proud of him now because he's, if you have you seen the new tape and what he's doing with like the metallic and... I literally uh, just looked him up on Instagram. Oh my God, it's gorgeous. And he's... He's he, in like Dubai He shit. moved to Dubai. I just came, I was with him uh, two months ago and I'm super proud of him and he's wow. got it popping and he's got so much stuff coming, coming out and you know, it's just great to like see somebody that you were managing in the beginning of their career and you see them the come full evolve, circle. I love like, it. With, that's, that, with that same idea, you know? It's like, my favorite part of doing what I do. That's what's up. Can you um shout out people that you manage because you know, you, you, you manage and handle, you know, talent like, a, a like Miami A list talent. Can you can you go through like the people? That yeah, you know? definitely. Nano Nano the DJ. Shout out to DJ Nano, my brother. <laughs> Managing him for like twelve years, eleven years, and um, brought him down from Tampa. Got him a gig at Kitchen Three Hundred Five. No one knew who he was. Nobody mm-hmm. was fucking with him. Mm-hmm. No promoters, no clubs, nobody. And it's so fulfilling and amazing to see what he's churned his brand into and 100 he came down here and got to work quick like right he away. fit in quickly you know what i'm well, saying like, it took a long time because when he first came down when i first brought him down he mm-hmm. was super young you mm-hmm. know and he wasn't from miami but he just always had a great personality and then he, uh we got a booking in the middle east that he had for four or five years and that's what kind of solidified him as an international dj yeah. people took him more seriously <laughs> yo now i have a story for you Ange. Oh, man. yo i'll never forget yo Ange hits me up one day i think you called me and you were like yo you want to move to abu dhabi for six <laughs> months and dj <laughs> He said no. I'm like, yo, fam, let me go think about that. Like, yo, you hit me like if it was like if I was going to Winwood real quick to DJ. Like, yo, you want to move to Saudi Arabia real quick and DJ for six months and live there for six months? 
I was like, I'm gonna hit you back. Yo, but listen, you know, you gotta- that, That's why I fuck with you. Like, yo. <laughs> like, I, yo, looking back, I probably should have did it. Listen, you know I mean? it's a, you're gonna get a, 10 more opportunities like that in your life just because yeah. of the person you are, you yeah. know? So yeah. he went over there and we made amazing contacts. I started doing events out there and then I was living between uh, the Middle East and also England. You were there for a minute, right? Like in the Middle mm-hmm. East? Yeah, I mean, he had a residency out there for almost five years. And then I was, you were there for, I was bouncing back because I was living in England. And then I kind of was like trying to get my situation set up in London. So it was like Miami, London and, and Dubai. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like the middle East. Right. And, uh, yeah, I mean, when I first went to Dubai with models, it was a legit booking. It Mm -hmm. was in 2000, like January, 2012. And I went with like three of the hottest Miami models and everybody was like, Oh my God, what are you doing? And it was a legit Damn. nightclub booking. The club booked us. It wasn't like the Prince. I was no, trying to book. Yo, my sister it- got an email. <laughs> <laughs> Ange, I know you know these emails. She got the emails. It was like a PDF. For- <laughs> they were like, yo, we're going to give you fucking $20,000. We're going to pay for your flight. We're going to give you $20,000 on the pull up. We're going to give you another $4,000 to spend at the mall for fun. You're going to roll around with three security guards at all times, but we just got to pee on you. Sounds mad yeah. shady. Yeah. Sounds mad shady. Yo, get peed on for all that? Just charge it to the game. See, men are like, oh, I do it. And yeah. then they talk shit when girls do it. Yeah. No, but it was a legit nightclub booking. And I always say, I'm like, we were out there before it was cool to be in Dubai and flexing and this and that. We went out there freaking out. Yeah, you were like ahead of ahead of like the dubai wave yeah we, i'm telling you we went out there and everybody thought we were nuts they were like oh my god you're never gonna yeah. come back you're gonna get kidnapped this is like during the war of iraq and shit I, like yo isn't it <laughs> i think it was yo. it was scary i'm yeah. not gonna lie it was scary but we had a great time we were treated super well and then that's when it, nano hadn't even gotten there yet Mm-hmm. He went like months later, and then that's it. He he was uh, it was Bahrain, which is uh, the kingdom of Bahrain, which is an island right next to Saudi. He went to a kingdom. That's crazy. It's kingdom of uh, Bahrain, and um, but it's the second currency in the world, like Damn, number hit, two. Hit us with these with these facts, these facts. Discovery Channel facts. facts. <laughs> and then somebody else, you know, uh, uh, a heavy hitter on your list is I would say um, Tony Oskis. Tony Oskis. You saw the video we chicka, did. Chicka. I think, yo, yo you hilarious! Know, I had no idea you I, spoke Spanish. I hope. I, yeah, randomly, right? <laughs> what do you mean I, randomly? I, like you speak? Yeah, like, yeah. You're fluent. I'm, I'm the level below fluent. I'm conversational, so I got okay. a conversation, but I need to start reading, read, like writing more you to can be converse. fluent. Yeah, I can gotcha. converse. But but um but yeah, because I, I moved to Colombia in 2016, and from 2016. I started taking Spanish classes for like four years and I moved to Colombia for like four months. Like when did was, you go to Colombia? When I quit power, when I quit the radio. Shut up. Yeah, I quit That's the radio. That's where you went. Oh, yeah, okay. I moved okay. to Colombia. I was like, I'm gonna take Spanish classes. Cause Smart. it was around twenty fourteen. I saw like the reggaeton coming back, like mm-hmm. the Spanish music. I'm like, oh wait, this is different. With and the then different vibe. I quit power. I never went to college, I never left Miami. I'm like, now I could leave, you know what I mean? And and I was like, yo. I knew if the white boy spoke Spanish, it would be a superpower. You know what I'm saying? So now I'm trying to like figure out how I'm going to just utilize it. But I, I ran into Tonio and I was like, Tony, listen to me. The white boy speaking Spanish. Can I send him a video? I have a video on Facebook with 10 million views. Shut speaking up. Spa- on Facebook. No way. Yeah. So I sent it to him. He's like, I'm like, bro, we got to do a skit. He's like, all right, pull up with your Dominican boys. I brought up like three of my Dominican boys. Shout out to Adam and my boy Bodega Flea, uh, DJ uh, Booby Trap. And bro. 
Tonio is so fucking talented. Super Yo, talented. like I knew in front of the camera, right? But like we're there sitting and we, we record this skit. And by the way, I think I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to guess. But I think it's it's got to be in his top three or five most popular skits. I think 50 Cent reposted it. Only they reposted it. It got crazy reposts. Um, but... Bro, we were, he's like, come to the hotel. We're in the hotel. We're all standing around. He's like, all right, you stand there. You do this. Da, da, da. You say this. Cameraman, you do this. Use the 65 lens. Use that. Like, he was like a like a genius. Like, he is. You know what I mean? Like, putting that shit together. Like, he is. He's one of the hardest working people I know. Mm-hmm. He's up at 5 o'clock in the morning every day. And it doesn't matter if he's on East Coast, West Coast, wherever. He is up at 5 a.m. And he works all day long shooting and then he edits until like 2 3 a.m goes mm-hmm. to sleep probably like catnap mm-hmm. wakes up and he does it all over again wow. super professional super humble about it and um he's just you know he does everything so he writes his storyboards he writes scripts he casts he casts locations he can meet somebody and exactly what you said he could just figure it out on the fly crazy a lot of people can't do that and then he can just he kills it every single time so i'm super super happy about that he's in uh orlando right now and he's actually working on his album like music album. Yeah. Wow. Shout well, out to Tony Skids. Yeah, that's his background. So he sang, dance, everything. I mean, mm-hmm. he's he's a super, super talented guy. Dope, dope, dope. So you were in the Middle East for a minute. How yo, did you freak out a little bit about like like not knowing how to operate being a woman? Cause you know what I mean? Like, did you have to wear crazy shit? Did you have to like learn the rules of like what you're yeah. allowed to do? It's like a different world. Definitely, over. definitely. I mean, you you have to be more appropriate and just overall on everything that you do you know um you're in the middle of the middle east right. you, you can't just jump and on at the- that time it was like you said it was before the dubai dubai got pop you got globalized right. you know what i'm saying right. so and 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 that's not we were visiting and going to dubai but bahrain is another country it's an mm. island so think of like you know miami's like dubai where it's mm-hmm. flashy and crazy and then like bahrain's like fort lauderdale Got you. You know? Yeah. So uh, the countries that are out there, you know, you have Saudi, which is dry, a dry country. You mm-hmm. have, um, you know, Kuwait. So they don't drink, you know? And then they come to party in Bahrain on the weekends. And don't drink? No. It's like... They just party in what? They, I mean, what do they do? They they leave the country because it's a oh, bridge. Oh, but they drink when they leave. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Is they it's it's a dry country. They're oh, not selling alcohol there, so people you. leave, right. and that's why they go to Dubai and they go to Lebanon or or you know all these different mm-hmm. countries to party and have a good time, and then they go back home and mm-hmm. work. You know. Wow. So um, one of the like a funny story is when I remember we had um we had a sick uh, not only had a residency seven day a week residency at the number one seven days a week seven days a week wow. at um the number one nightclub in the country what's what time do the, their their clubs close over there three and okay. then we have the afties oh and then that the afties and then they have the air afties that's the afties after the afties the afty afties so that's where like the shisha everyone's smoking like a million cigarettes and it's just that was before the hookah wave too no, I mean, hookah's been... Over that's there, where, yes, yeah. but I'm saying before oh, here, it got yeah, over yeah, here, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. know, no one was smoking hookah so in 2012. The, there, they call it shisha. Right, exactly. Yeah, and here. So, um, he had a seven-day residency, and he's, um, 
and and he was he was out somewhere so we had a retarded you know sick townhouse that the club Mm -hmm. gave us and it was a hotel and it was a nightclub in the hotel that gave us you know this this spot so i'm looking out and i see a a little convenience store and i'm like it's not that far you know i could walk over there because i couldn't find her driver or Mm -hmm. whatever and i'm like it's it's fine you know i could walk there and he's not there because he always told me and we got a driver don't ever go anywhere by yourself so i go to walk out there can you see like five minutes i had like 10 cars pull up like trying to kidnap me like not kidnap me but like doors open like it was scary and that's when i realized like oh okay you can't just walk around out here at night you know to the store that's that's not happening out here you know what did you do wrong just walk i was a woman and i was walking they try to kidnap you not like kidnap me who knows what was happening but they were pulling up I don't know if I, they thought I was a hooker or whatever, oh. but I, I'm, I'm walking down the street just to go to two blocks to the convenience store, and all these cars are pulling over, and that's when I was like feared for my life. Were they like yelling at you? They like, were like, "Get in language? the car!" And I'm like, "Ah!" Oh shit! And I was like, "This is scary!" And that's when I realized, wow, the United States is super safe. Like we think yeah. it's crazy, but it's super safe. Yeah. You know, in yeah. comparison to other countries. Yeah. It, it blew my mind but that's when that's when a lot of things you know you come yeah. back to the united states because you know i was traveling for a while you come back to the united states and you're like okay it's you know it's crazy here but it's it's safe <laughs> yeah what what makes you because you've been to all these places but what makes you stick to miami i love it right it's like just, you said like, it's, it's middle east london la I, new york I, like yeah. what makes why miami miami's a, everyone says it miami's a vibe the weather Mm. the women mm. the 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 culture the people coming here it, it there's so many people that you know everywhere around You're the world Italian, right cuban and italian cuban italian so when you tell someone like no matter where you know i've, I've traveled and gone to morocco with tonio for gigs and stuff and mm-hmm. been over there and i'm like yeah i'm from miami like miami it's just you know when when you think of miami you think of south beach and you just you know what i tell yeah you know what i tell people like i said this the other day i was like i I, like i haven't even been like i've been places but i haven't been around the world like that and i could still tell you miami is the best city in the world that's how confident i am in telling anyone that miami is the best city in the world 100 percent. and 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 i was telling someone i'm like the aesthetic and the weather and all that is only half of it Mm -hmm. the culture because Mm -hmm. we're in a caribbean melting pot Mm -hmm. so you you have you know, Cubans, Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, Jamaicans, Haitians. You have all of that island culture in one city. You but know not what I'm even saying? that. Just like I live near Sunny Isles. You have all the Russians, all the air. Like there's mm-hmm. so many other like the Serbs that mm-hmm. are in South Beach. Like, you know, just so many different cultures that are coming here that aren't just, you know, the Middle East, uh, the the Arabs that I know that are out here. Right. And just the jewish the israelis yeah you know it's just it's insane and then i mean look what it's happened. lively it's it's like energy, energy you know all the time and it's like 24 7 there's always something to do there's always a restaurant popping or just do you let me ask okay so now let's get deep let's get deep let's get deep do you think that's good for us in the long run like being because sometimes i think this city it's hard to have relationships because of the exact reasons why we love it mm-hmm. the relation it's hard to have a relationship you know the nightlife like i love the nightlife but should i be out till four in the morning every night should i be waking up at you know 11 or noon? you know what i mean like is this good for me because i think about like what if i lived in the middle of fucking tennessee or like new jersey and had a normal life mm-hmm. and and you know what i mean i love the vibrance and the energy of miami but i think about damn 
Is this not good for me in the long run? I just thought about that today. And I was mm-hmm. like, man, should I like move more north, but just like commute to Miami for work? Because- <laughs> like, you going to go to Boca? You gonna be with- <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, There's a lot of money in Boca like, that we need to get in. Because yeah. people aren't, trust me. I know. I've done yeah. stuff up in Boca and, and events mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But definitely, I mean, Miami is, listen, if you're looking to get into a serious relationship, I think that this city is very difficult. Do, okay, now this is the next thing I say. Do do we really blame it on the city? Yes. Yeah, for sure, right? <laughs> First of all, because I can understand okay. from a man, there's too many beautiful women. There's too many options. A thousand percent. Right. That that's exactly what I said today to my girlfriend. And the, okay, so the Middle East is the opposite. There's so many men, and there's barely any women, and that's why it's like. And then here, men are brats. I'm sorry, because yeah. they feel like they have so many options and choices. So it's like, yeah. oh, you're acting yeah. like a, a ugh, you're too high maintenance. I'll just talk to my 10 other That's girlfriends. I, I said this on another podcast, but like I said, Instagram is like Uber Eats out here. Mm-hmm. Like you could just like, oh, what do you do? I, Ange, I could hit up 10, just 10 DMs. Mm-hmm. Hey, what are you doing tonight? Like mm-hmm. a beautiful woman. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I bet. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. And it's getting worse. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean like more more beautiful women more uh, well, okay so in the last 20 years right mm-hmm. you know in the last 20 15 years 20 years ago 15 years ago if you were beautiful you were beautiful right now you could be like eh, and then look beautiful after fillers and surgeries oh, and yeah, this yeah, and that. Yeah, 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 so yeah. it's like how many more beautiful women are on the planet today that, versus that aren't even really beautiful it, but they can exaggerate it and make it look. it's they are beautiful it, mm-hmm. it is an exaggeration it is you know um listen all power to any woman that is upgrading her looks you know what men do a lot of weird stuff to to enhance their looks see a lot of guys not doing as much as women. this is a conversation and what are we talking about <laughs> i know it's not yeah. it's not but listen i'm just saying that like 15 to even 10 years ago right there's no way as many because I'm, I'm seeing on the internet and i'm going where did all these beautiful women pop up from there's these women didn't exist 10 15 years ago you know what i think is happening i think the 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 new younger women are beautiful yeah. but i think what's different with technology now is that the old women are able to look younger Mm-hmm. Like a thirty, a thirty-five <laughs> to forty-year-old can can do a couple of modifications, whether it's surgery, whether it's a filter, whatever, and compete with these young twenty-year-old chicks. Up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm yeah, just saying, there's like, just too many beautiful women. Yeah. No, but it's it's. Listen, um, I have a lot of great friends that are guys and and clients that you know just from business and stuff and and they have a great time here and Mm -hmm. you know it it used to be back in the day that oh we're you know it's a our bachelor party we're gonna go to vegas no Mm -hmm. one goes to vegas anymore i hate vegas Vegas, too once i found out about a columbia i'll never go to vegas oh you spend you spend vegas money in columbia you'll live like a king people feed you grapes and shit like i'm going to vegas yeah you you really stay in a relationship that way (laughs) tell your girlfriend in the states you're going to columbia for a week I'm fucking warped. It's a wrap for like me. It's a wrap for my life. Like this is just what I'm gonna be doing. See, and this is what's happening. Is that and and it's crazy because I had a homegirl in <laughs> and she's from San Francisco, the Bay Area, right? And she's like, uh, I, w- I showed her a picture of like a Miami chick. She's like, oh my god, she's got her cheek like her ass out. I'm like, she's like, I would never do that. Like I'm like, that's easy for you to say 
because you're not in a tropical space where everyone's in a bikini, it's hot as shit. Hot. So like women over here have the excuse to be like over erotic. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like they have the excuse to be in bikinis all day and mm-hmm. put it on Instagram. Like mm-hmm. you get a pass because you're in Miami. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, right. No, it's, it's brutal out here, the yeah. heat, you know? Yeah. And it's crazy because you know, for the most part, the women out here are Latina, so they're more voluptuous. And I noticed when I moved to England, I was like, oh, wow, the fashion's super crazy out here, completely different. Mm-hmm. You have to completely change your fashion over there. You mm-hmm. can't wear your, you know, stretchy dra- dress over there. And this everything's more, you know, fashion. And so. Damn, I want to get into fashion, but keep going. Yeah. So I, I you know, and it was funny because I would talk to people and women in England and Europe and they're like, the fashion is shit in Miami. I was going to say this. <laughs> I think people can't dress in Miami. What do you At think? All. Right. You know. Okay, but let me, because I've had this conversation before, but do you blame the people that can't dress or do you blame the weather? I blame the the weather. the lack of seasons. Yeah. Okay, you try to be a woman walking in high heels, wearing, you know. Because the way you get into your fashion bag is when you can layer up. Exactly. My problem is, I say in Miami, like your fashion is your physique. Right. So you have to work. Like me, I just wear tees, fitted tees, workout, and that's it. Like, you know. That's why I say people in New York who Try got that fashion, these dudes yeah. be chubby and shit. Like these dudes be out of shape because they're focused on, they got Balenciagas on mm-hmm. though and they look dull. You, their fashion is on point, but. Yeah. Y- they're you know? doing three-piece suits, isn't that? You try walking outside in a three-piece suit from here to your car. You're done. Or to your mailbox. You're done. You know, it's brutal Yo, out here. Over here in Miami, you take a shower. As soon as you take a shower, you start to sweat again. Once you go to your car, you're like, damn, do I need to take another shower? Or don't you, it's crazy. You know, I always say that Miami weather is like taking a shower and then putting on your clothes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're just sticky and fucking crazy. So, yo, what have you been up to like recently? Like, So I'm- I signed two sisters. Those are the other two talent that we manage, Maria and Daniela Lagarda. So, so your main, your main thing is, is, is your talent agency. Correct. Correct. Okay. Correct. So I no longer manage just you know, models, um, right. You know, we got glamour DJ, models. Nano, you got Tonio, Nano, Tonio, and these two sisters. So Daniela Lagarda, she signed to universal music group mm-hmm. and she just finished wrapping a television show. That's going to be airing on Amazon prime and it's back. And it's also going to be on MTV. Um, that's going to be launching in the next couple of months. Her sister, Maria, she's a TV and film star. So mm-hmm. she, um, has done a few movies. She just did a television um, show where she had a reoccurring speaking role on um, Ambitions, and that was aired on um, the OWN Network, which is the Oprah Winfrey uh, Network. Mm-hmm. And they're great content creators. Um, they're originally from Colombia. Then they were they grew up in Atlanta, and then they moved to LA. So, yeah, I'm picturing a Colombian that grew up in Atlanta. That shit yeah. must be wild. Well, actually, Atlanta is blowing up with the Latin community. Really? Yeah, stay tuned. And it's it's a huge hub. Do they speak English or like a southern draw? That's what I know. <laughs> no, no, they speak perfect. And they're from Colombia. Right, but if you're around people from Atlanta, if you're, if you're from Colombia and, and you leave Colombia and you move to Atlanta, mm-hmm. the English you're going to learn is, a, mm-hmm. is, is like a southern English. You know what I'm saying? Uh, no, not really. I mean, not really. It's not no? like, because it's Atlanta. It's not like Savannah or, you know, some of these other, you got, know. Got you. Because I saw a, a video of a Dominican <laughs> that grew up in Britain 
and you would you'd li- be Dominican when he spoke Spanish, right? But then you would listen to him speak English, and right. be like, "Hello!" Like it's, you're like, "Oh shit!" Like it's like it throws you off. That's like awesome. Yeah. 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 So. So you added them to the lineup. I added them. Tonio actually brought them on board. He knew mm-hmm. them. Uh, he actually knew their brother who passed mm-hmm. away. Um, so rest in peace, Fab. So his his anniversary is this Sunday, and um, they blew up. Uh, he was huge out in Colombia, and he had passed mm-hmm. away. And uh, then they blew up, and they needed help with social media, the marketing, and and getting you know. I was gonna say, what do you, what do you kind of do, like manage? So do I do all the management for their social media content, so all their brand deals, and then some appearances and and stuff like that. And you know, Maria has a acting manager, gotcha. And you. then Daniela has her uh, music manager that's in Colombia. So, so, you, so, you, so you're dealing with like influencers and, 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 and managing like their, their, you know, their ads and campaigns, ha- campaigns and stuff yeah, like that's that. That's where the money is. I was going to ask you, this is like a new thing. This is new to, to, you know, big clients, whether you're Honda or fucking, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, whether you're Coca-Cola, like paying individual influencers and how much mm-hmm. they're worth is according to followers is like a new thing. Mm-hmm. How do you navigate that? Like, how do you. A lot of trial and error. I mean, gotcha. it's been years. Um, we, you know, when Tonio and I first started working with each other, he was doing social media. He was blew up on Vine, mm-hmm. and I knew what Vine was. I had Vine, but mm-hmm. you know, he uh, was referred to me by another talent that I was managing prior to him, and he said. Uh, you know, he was like, Hey, Angie, I need your help. This and that. And I'm good. I'm good. And he was phenomenal, you mm-hmm. know? And, and I was like, Tonio, I don't really know about like, you know, what we're going like to do. How to, like how to monetize the Instagram thing. Right. right? He was the beginning of like right. that comedian content creator, yeah. you know, cause before it was like, okay, you know, we're a model by this. He was like one of the first pioneers that was writing doing scripts and skits, doing like, skits, yeah. Tonio skits. So he uh, he was like, Ange, we're going to get this back. Don't worry about it. I got this. And I was like, okay. And he blew up. He had like 100,000 followers here when I signed him. And this is like six years ago around there. He went to California and, dude, within six months, he blew up like over a million and then he just kept, he had a, a video that went viral. It, it did like 21, 22 million on Instagram and 26 million on Facebook. Wow. And then he just started, you know, collaborating with the right people, Lele Pons and, and um, you know, all these different uh, influencers mm-hmm. out in California and just blew up. And, and he helped a lot of them because they were shooting all these skits in his apartment mm-hmm. and you saw how he is with the concepts, the ideas, and he was filming and doing all the editing and everything. So he's, he's amazing at what he did. And, and we just, it was a lot of trial and error. It was a lot of reaching out to brands and brands reaching out to us and then just figuring it out along the way and having to have that dialogue with every single client that mm-hmm. I spoke to and say, listen, this is the new wave guys. Yeah. Like it's going to happen. And then, um, since I have my agency, this is just the management division that mm-hmm. I do, Tonio, Nano, and the two girls. That's our management. But we're still a talent agency, so I could procure work for you, mm-hmm. right, and book you, mm-hmm. not as your manager, but just as an agent. Right, so right. I've done campaigns for the last, you know, six you know, six, five years, just social media marketing with other influencers globally. We have a mm-hmm. roster of over 300 that we've worked with. And these are people from all around the world, Asia, um, Australia, mm-hmm. you know, Middle East, um, you know, Europe. Wow. And 
we've done so many different campaigns and been blessed to really just, you know, that's the avenue I've been focused on right. for the last, I would say five, six years is social media marketing, not really doing the fashion shows and the models. Right, right, right. I've like, done things here and there. Like events and shit. Yeah. I have, I, I threw my own um, event industry con and did, you know, various stuff here and there. Hey, listen, if the, if the budget's right and Thanks. someone says, and we got this budget, talk about you it. know what I mean? Yeah. Curate this event. I'm going to yeah. do it, you know, and I can, I can multitask so I can, we can do it. But so what do you, what do you say to the influencer who wants to be maybe the next Tony O skits or the next, it's got a little following and they're trying to decide, is this the right time to monetize it? Like, is there a certain level you got to get to first? Is there, how do you approach a brand? Like, what do you say to like the up and coming, up and coming guy? Up and coming is I say, try everything. Mm -hmm. If you just stick to one thing and it's not working, as far as content? Yeah, as like, far as content. Gotcha. So let's say like your thing is one style of content, like mm -hmm. one style, whether it's a content creator, because you could be somebody who doesn't do skits or doesn't do, you know, that type that just- You could be a DJ. Yeah, right? yeah. or anybody, or, or you just take photos mm -hmm. and you're posting photos mm -hmm. on your thing. It's just try different styles. What I would suggest is follow your favorite 10 people, 20 people. Not that you're copying, but you're getting inspiration Facts. from them and you're learning from them. I never say to steal or copy anyone's style. I've had people mm -hmm. try to do that what mm -hmm. I do and I just think it's corny. Right. So just, you know, see what they do and then just like create your own thing. Oh, there's a lot of little Casey Chops out here DJing mm -hmm. in this city, charging a hundred dollars in a hookah. I'm gonna address you guys soon. Just find out what you're gonna get me for Father's Day anyway. I had a copycat years ago. You know what's crazy? She went to dream dream was one of our clients we were um booking models for them like nightly mm -hmm. and she had this like little agency thing it wasn't legit mm -hmm. it wasn't a licensed talent yeah. agency we were a licensed talent agency and i was booking talent but then they would hire me to come and host as well so mm -hmm. i would pull up with like 10 20 girls mm -hmm. and then i would book models so this chick we're not gonna name no names. Yeah, no names. No so names. she pulled up and uh, she straight up had a meeting with them and said, um, they were like, yeah, but why are we gonna hire you? We, we work with Angelina. She's like, I could do what Angelina does and I'll do it cheaper. And they called me wow. and they're like, yo, this bitch is so does. And I'm like, wow. wow. So I've had a lot of those, but shout out to those people because they keep us motivated. Yeah. Keep us on his toes. Damn. But like back to back to talent, I would just say to keep it consistent. Don't don't get so caught up on how many likes you have and and just just listen. It takes a lot of time. It didn't happen overnight for Tonio, Nano, KC, me, the mm -hmm. girls. It was just a lot of work. So write your content every day. It takes day. years, like years. But you know what? TikTok's blowing up so fast right now. So it's like you'll see this younger generation of TikTokers. They'll get on and blow up within like two months. And I'm like, how did that happen? They have like 20 million followers and they, they're not doing any. They're doing yeah. a dance. That's a seven it. second. That's it. God bless see, them. I'm, I'm not, I'm not downing them. Yeah, but then I think about what you're only getting a glimpse of them. Would people come to see a show from them? Like, like Tonio, I think he could sell shows. I will go to see Tonio because I know there's more substance thrown in my face For from him. Sure. But a little TikTok video, like I'm not, I'm going to forget about you. You're disposable to me. You but, know what I'm saying? But they're not looking to do shows. They're looking for the big brands. That's where they're making 50 oh, just to, to put 100. Their, ooh, their brands in their videos. Listen, big brands pay big dollars. So just if, reviews. 
just for views. Wow. So you'll get, let's say, you know, a huge brand, McDonald's. Mm-hmm. McDonald's will say, look, we need you to do this video. Mm-hmm. You know, here's $100,000. They don't care about doing a show. Yeah, that's true. You know, and by the way, Tonio has done live events. He's done tons of live events. He actually hosted HBO Latino, mm-hmm. um, a comedy show on there. Mm-hmm. Um two episodes and he nailed it and i flew out to you know to be at the actual show and i'm sitting there and i'm his manager i'm like wow you did that like you really killed it and he's yeah it's crazy but um but yeah just just do your own thing and 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 to reach out to con uh to to brands um keep it simple in your in your reach out keep it like a small synopsis of what who you are what you're trying to accomplish mm-hmm. but in that email you also want to pitch what you could do for them exactly I, bro that's crazy you said that. i always say networking is about what you can give 100 percent. if if somebody you know you met somebody and within the first 10 minutes they're talking about themselves and who they are and how many their you're name like, dropping and you're, you're like zoning out yeah but it's like when you converse with people, it's like, okay, this is, yeah, this is what I do humbly. Mm-hmm. And then like, but what do you do? Like, right. how can I help you? Like, how Be inquisitive, can we- like, yeah, about how you can. hundred percent. That's crazy. Yeah. So, and you got this food blog. I, I look, I looked on your <laughs> IG. I was like <laughs> two hungry Cubans. And I'm like, yo, I click the shit. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> What is it though? Is it just like Yo, you're, are you you you're a super foodie? I'm a super okay. So I cook, I cook, and then yeah. I cook, and I also I worked in hospitality. So I worked in restaurants since I was 14. Mm-hmm. So wash dishes that that was my first gig, mm-hmm. and um, so I was always around food. And then I ran catering uh, companies. So and you're Italian and Cuban. Like what are we talking up, about? Like, like lasagna and freaking like food. Uh, facts. <laughs> That's a wild combo. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I just, I love now that, you know, I waited on tables for years mm-hmm. and um, I like being on the other side of the table. So I love going out to eat, enjoying mm-hmm. different cuisines and I'm pretty picky with my food. And then instead of dropping all that crap on my personal page, right. my homegirl and I were like, let's just start. Yo, I post food. every meal. This doesn't make sense. <laughs> Yeah. And my friend and I were like, let's just, oh, well, she has 5 million followers on her freaking Instagram. So I was like, dude, we're going to blow up. Yeah. So I did. And then I was consistent with it. And then I was like busy with work, but I just started back up and, and, mm-hmm. but you know what? Because I have that page, I eat at a lot of places for free. What? Talk your shit. Swear. All right. So now I have to ask you a question and take all your political connects out of this. What are your personal top three favorite restaurants in Miami? Top three. Um. Okay. I mean, uh, do they have to be fancy or like? No, no, no. no. Okay. They can be Chipotle. Okay. El Tiesto, man. They're one of my favorite. El Tiesto. Yes. Yeah, the Dominican Japanese. The Dominican crazy. sushi spot. Shout out to Jersey Puff. I'm gonna get him on the Puff podcast. Is the man in I'm Wilkins? A, yeah. Like, I love them. I love the vibe. Shout out. They're so That's supportive. That's a crazy combo, right? Like you're eating mangu with like fucking like sushi rolls. It doesn't like. It makes perfect sense. It does, but when you first think about it, you're like, wait. <laughs> wait and then what? you see the plates and you're like, oh, shit. Like, and, like, where else are you going to have, like, the loudest DJ in the world? It's, yeah. like, you know, in the middle of the yeah, day, like, yeah, 7 yeah. p.m. And they got yeah. a DJ, like, yeah, like yeah. you're in the club. And then you got hookah and blown in your face. You're doing shots and you're yeah. eating, like, sushi. It's the vibe. Okay, so that's restaurant number one. What are the other restaurant two? Restaurant number one. Um, I would say 
Definitely Carpaccio. I've been there like three times this week. <laughs> Damn. Wait, what is that? Carpaccio. It's in Bal Harbor. Bal Harbor. Is it, mm-hmm. is it Italian? It's Italian, but it's like okay. legit, legit yeah. Italian food. Yeah. Fire what, food. Yo, what do you go? What do you get? Because what do you get when you go to a legit Italian spot? Well, lately I've tried. Because to me, it. Italian food is all the same. I know, but no, not really. Just I mean, packaged differently. It, it's packaged differently, but there's, you know, when people think Italian, they think just like pasta, pasta, pasta. It's uh, I'm trying to chill on the carbs right now, mm-hmm. keto. How do you do that with Italian? Exactly. So, <laughs> but they have um, we have a lot of fish. We have a lot of seafood, oh. so you could do you know tons of seafood with you know your sides and stuff. And if you're gonna do pasta, I mean they have actual carpaccio and stuff, and mm-hmm. they have great salads. I do this seafood salad there that's bananas. Wow! So I'd say there, and then Navico. What is that? Navico was my favorite restaurant when I lived in London, and it's fire in London. They have an Italian restaurant downstairs. It's ran by Russians, owned by. But Russians. what kind of food is Navico? It's sushi. Oh. And then upstairs is sushi. So Best sushi you had in your life? In London, yeah. Okay. In London. So they opened up one here, and they're mm-hmm. super good to us, you know, when I go there and everything. And, and Shout out, Navika. Shout out to them. <laughs> and you can cook? And I can cook. Yeah? yeah. Okay, so yeah. give me, like, okay, who's, like, your dream celebrity guy? Give me, like, if you had to cook for him, a meal for him, right? Uh, Think of, what's his name? Oh Think of someone that you have to cook for, like... A random celebrity. Okay, well, what, what type of celebrity? Like, like, a, like an OG celebrity, or just oh, like? Oh damn, we're getting into like the age and shit. Okay. No, not 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 like OG that way. I'm just saying, like, why? Like, I'm cooking for him on a date, or just because yeah, I yeah, totally yeah. respect him. The, okay, yeah. Let's say there's there. Give me a, give me a celebrity. Just throw one out that you find attractive. Oh, what's the guy that did the 365? The Italian, the Italian guy. His name just like escape right you don't know the the yeah. italian guy ryan do you know uh 365 I'm gonna it's a it's a, every woman listening to this is like ah! oh, they're like <laughs> screaming they're screaming at their car right now yeah <laughs> damn it's fire yeah <laughs> everything foreign yeah <laughs> um yeah we'll skip him yeah, that's, that's uh, who else? okay but whatever what would you cook oh oh i know who else tom hardy Okay, what would you cook for Tom Hardy? Tom Hardy, I would cook him um, so many dishes. That's what I'm saying. You gotta so pick one to go to. If you're if you're gonna impress, what are you what are you cooking? Oh, if I'm gonna impress, yeah. Okay, it's, it's not even Italian. Just I would do some fish, some seafood, yeah, some some, some some salmon. Wow. He's like, what? So yo, cook cooking is that something you do? Like you cook? Have you cooked for men like that? Is that something you like? In the past, I think now you have to be pretty. You got to earn it. You got to earn that. Mm. You got to earn that. It's very therapeutic for me. So I cook every single day for myself. But I love cooking for my friends. Any, all my friends listening are like, that's right. Because I cook for all of my friends. I cook for Nano's mm-hmm. ass all the time and his mm-hmm. friends. And um, But for, you know, a guy, he's going to have to earn that. Yeah. 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 Is it is it rough dating out here? Like oh I, my God. I I would imagine that you intimidate men. It's is that, is so that, is that the case? Yeah. It's yeah. so weird. I don't know why. I'm so like am I inti- I'm not intimidating. Oh now you're gonna be all nice. No, and, like, I'm not so. why no. I'm not though. Be honest, Casey. You've what? known me a you're long not, time. I, I mean I don't get intimidated by women, but a lot I could see women that are overly assertive, 
like with like women that are hustlers right. there's only a couple of them in the city i could mention like i would put you i would probably put yes jewels and i would probably Shout put out yes yeah jewels. you know you have people like you know i don't know simply jet like there's people there's women in women that are bosses that mm -hmm. like get to their hustle you know and get to their grind mm -hmm. that assertiveness can intimidate men sometimes I when know. they when they can't match that assertiveness like that that assertiveness so you have to find someone that matches you you know what i mean yeah and, it's really hard because yeah. men talk a tough game and then <laughs> when they get with damn them. is it just all men are fuck boys that's what I it know. seems like it's like i don't know. listen i the the whole time i've lived in miami i um i've had to import <laughs> oh what do you import from Ange? just import like 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 internationally import I've, or like i've i've internationally imported before and and then i've exported mm -hmm. myself yeah for you know and it was a one serious relationship it wasn't like you know i mean i feel like i want to import women too i'm not with these it, american chicks i it, don't like it listen it's it's i i don't want to date someone I, i've never wanted to date someone that worked in the club and i've been working in the club since i was 17 and i right. knew then i don't want to be with somebody who right. likes the club right you know i want to do you think he would like his girl to be in the club well i'm not in the club anymore i got you you know what i'm saying yeah you know yeah you make yeah. different boss rooms yeah, now yeah, yeah. You do yeah. it from your phone and yeah. you work from your computer it's now. tough though but are you good at turning that switch on as far as like being a being a like if the situation presents itself are you good at being assertive right with business then when you get home from work you're able to be submissive and turn that switch off a and thousand be percent yeah people that know me know me well like my friends i'm mm -hmm. goofy you know, mm -hmm. and I'm like clowning all the time and, right. you know, and I'm, and I'm fun and I'm the same way with men. And I am, you know, it depends on, you know, I, I know when I meet men, mm -hmm. I have that, you know, and, and I'm fine with that. Mm -hmm. I'd rather have that, um, stance, mm -hmm. you know, and men I have mean, be to, you. Be yeah, who you are. and be who I am. And, but, but men have to like work hard to be able to, mm -hmm. you know, if you're just like out there, eh, you're going to get disrespected because you know what it is. A woman like you is going to challenge the man. A woman like you is going to, which men need to be challenged. I would right. say one of the most important qualities I'm looking for in a woman is someone who can challenge me. Right. right. And, and that's the only thing that's going to lift me up. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. Like, but a lot of men, you know what I mean? Like, yeah intimidated. it's weird do you it's blame weird. you blame the city though <sighs> yeah. yeah yeah me too <laughs> even on the guy side even on the guy yeah. side yeah it's tough listen i i have guy friends i have talent you know that i talk to and they're like it's just crazy out here you know yeah that girls will just um you know girls are just degrading themselves online and mm -hmm. then they degrade themselves you know and mm -hmm. women that have or hold themselves of value okay let me ask you Ange. in your eyes what is degrading yourself on social media or online okay so i'm listen i think everybody i don't i don't have a problem with girls doing what they're doing but listen when you when you are just you know your legs are spread open Mm -hmm. You know, you could be cute. And you What's could the line? Your, is I'm asking you. because I think, I think to be honest, you, your legs are wide open, mm -hmm. and it's a it's a money shot right there. Okay. You could still be super sexy, ladies. Super sexy. I mean, just take it like there's like these chicks are being super. Oh, yo, they're they're pulling their pants up so they're showing their whole camel toe. Like yeah. they're like they're trying to like push the limits, and then now you have OnlyFans, yeah. and it's almost like degrading yourself is is looked at as like women empowerment now, yeah. kind of. And I'm so not gonna, I'm, yeah. So what's the line? I'm asking is because it seems blurred. It's cr it is blurred. 
it's hard to say, you know why? Cause I would be a hypocrite to, to say, Oh, this, that I'm there liking it. And like, right. you know, I need to book you like, let's get this money. I mean, no, I mean, I'm not yeah. booking, you know, girls like that anymore, but I'm, you know, liking their stuff and I'm telling them like, girl, you look great because she does. She looks great and she looks hot. So right. I'm like, oh, like, you know, and I'm supporting her. But then, you know, if she turns around, she's like, I can't ever find a man. I'm the type of woman. If I had that one-on-one conversation mm. with her, I would pull her aside like an old sis and say, look, babe, you're beautiful. Regardless if you do X, Y, and Z and I get, you're trying to get this money, mm-hmm. but you could also maybe just tweak this type of tone it down down, keep it sexy but just tweak it so that they're not coming at you crazy and disrespectful and your dms are crazy or you're getting disrespected out in public you know i get approached a lot for people hey do this 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 and it's like before i post something i'm like "Mm," you know i'm a businesswoman like Mm -hmm. are they gonna you know i've taken stuff down because i've thought about it and been like no that's just too like curvaceous Mm -hmm. and and i don't even show my body Mm -hmm. like that but you know girls just the there's just there is a fine line and it's, and it's, it's almost like you got to pick when you have to pick do you want to get this bag this easy money you yeah. can do that and go yeah, that yeah. route and just go push the envelope or you're gonna get the money right you're definitely gonna get the money or but are you gonna get the man are you gonna get the family are you mm-hmm. gonna are you gonna get the the the, the real it's crazy though. Look at it. It's 2021. I know. I know. Listen. 80 percent of the girls that are doing all this content are single moms. So, but listen, they're already moms. They listen, you don't have today. You don't have to have a man to have a family. Unfortunately, back then, listen, 20, 30 years ago, our moms. Wait, then what is a, what? I like mean, what, what I'm, what I'm implying is that women are having children, right? Cause as a woman, you have a time limit. Like you have mm-hmm. to have kids by a certain age. Right. So otherwise, women would be chilled out and relaxing and they would get their bag in their 20 and 30s and then like 40s and 50s and 60s Mm. while they're toning it down they would start a family they can't do that so they have to hurry up and do it all at the same time and get their bag and you know what i mean Mm. listen 20 30 years ago it was different you know you met a man you guys got together you tried to have a family there was a family unit in the home mm-hmm. you had a family you try to keep it there together were gender roles correct yeah, right. and then now you know it's crazy because i see a lot of men i saw actually on this show and that's how i commented it on this show where you're like yo should we be going 50 50 and we had that little dialogue on back the rent, yeah 50/50. and i was like listen it's never 50 50 for a woman ever you know, it, 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 I agree. If that's the arrangement, if you're going 50, 50 with a woman, the woman's always going to get the burden. You might uh, agree to it up front, but shit is going to fall on the woman all the time. Like, yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, regardless, she's the one carrying the child. Mm-hmm. I know it's like, Oh, so what? But listen, it's nine months mm-hmm. and she's going through it. And then mm-hmm. she's the mom. If something mm-hmm. happens, who does everyone look at mm-hmm. the mom? Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, a lot of these women are single moms. Like you said, 80% of them and they're beautiful. They're is is it that the men aren't shit or is it that the women are picking the wrong men and they can't help but pick the wrong men because that's who they want to have a kid with? I think that um, in our generation, mm-hmm. right, our dads, that's when we started to see the decline in, in fathers staying home, 
you know, prior to us, like our, our parents and grandparents, mm-hmm. m- more families stayed together. So mm-hmm. our fathers, right, our mm-hmm. generation, that's when the decline mm-hmm. in family and fathers started to go. So I think that women then had to kick into this role of being the, you know, father, mother in the household and start doing these dual roles, working two, three jobs. And then our generation grew up watching that so Mm. now myself along with women my age and younger are now like we can do it anyways because now we've men are accustomed of going she got it exactly and among that as the women got more strong it made the men weaker weaker that's what i'm saying like exactly perfect point women became stronger and head of the household Mm -hmm in more homes around the world right. and definitely in the country i would right. say in the country household than men did mm-hmm. you know and it's crazy because you know uh i'm i'm a product of a divorced family my mm-hmm. mom raised three kids single by mm-hmm. herself she was an entrepreneur she was a boss mm-hmm. that's how i learned right you know to be an independent strong entrepreneur mindset right. and work hard my whole life from 14 and up so i watched that role and she's ma- happily married now for like 27 years and now she's got a family unit you mm-hmm. know it's different so is it just finding the right guy yeah is it the, it's the selection right it, but there's it okay so you have because women will dead end and women will select a man that it is not good for her I know. and everyone around her can like, you know what I mean? And, and now you have a whole kid with this person. You had everyone around you telling you that this dude was not good. You were going to end up in this situation. Now you're in this situation. Why is it, is it, is it because the good men are taken? <laughs> They're yeah. all taken. No, but this is the problem. They're all the, taken. The, yeah. Yeah, they're all taken. <laughs> or the good men, the men, the men of high value, have a gazillion women in their DM. That is it's it. like the devil is in your face at all times. Like, Yo, if you have a lot of money, I have guy friends that are loaded, good-looking guys. Fuck money, you could have static. I don't have. A, I have. I mean, I have a good amount yeah. of money, but yeah, I'm in a relationship, and I have not now, but when I was, I have women in my DM. Mm-hmm. Women. It's like when a man gets in a relationship, he has more women in his DM. That's just like percent. God, it's so weird. It's so it's weird. Tough. And it's like, I saw this meme and it was saying like, w- you know, a couple was trying to be together and in w- behind the guy was like these women trying to grab the guy mm. and behind the girl was like the guy with the credit card, the car, mm. the ring. So it's like them throwing the money and then this one's like the sex. So it's like, it's on both ends because- And, and, and before in our parent generation, it was a it was a couple of things hitting you that way, but now with social media, like you're getting it all the time. It's crazy. You're getting poked all the time. Like, yeah, that's why when I, like I settle down, you know, like settle down, married, what I'll turn my shit off. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Like I'll turn my grandma off. I'll leave my company one on, and it's like when you meet a person and they have you know. 26 Mm -hmm. followers you're like really this Mm -hmm. is perfect Mm -hmm. like where are you where did you come from you know but uh, do women want that or do women want the guy with a lot of followers and has status and you know some women yeah i think a lot of there's women that do that are into that like i've Mm -hmm. never i lived in my i've lived in miami 12 12 years Mm -hmm. i've never dated an athlete here i've never dated a rapper a guy with a blue check no (laughs) yeah no it's probably i like i like it low-key right you know, like a regular guy, like a totally regular who's person who's not seeking attention, who doesn't have to that. be in the public. I love who, that. Yeah. yeah, 
I feel like you only represent like half of women though because a lot of women <laughs> want the guy who all the women want mm, you think so yeah i mean the, i mean in this industry the girls that you know because those are the girls that are trying to get famous the girls that go out to the club and they're on yeah. social media those are the ones that want to be famous regular girls mm-hmm. don't so uh, back to that topic how do you feel about the rent thing like paying 50 50 with a, with a guy on rent like, i did that years ago i did that years ago and you know what um it was fine when i was younger um but i bring so much to the table now and i think that it depends on the circumstances you know i think mm-hmm. that if a guy's really struggling he he can't provide it like and the woman can work she shouldn't just sit her ass at home they but then should- i'm of the belief if that's the scenario then the relationship is going to suffer because a woman can't be a woman amongst is she I having kids? Personally, a woman can't be a woman around a man who's can't lift his own bootstraps. You know what no, I'm saying? No, nobody said that that man can't. Let's just say, like, it's COVID, for instance. Oh, like if he took a hit, like if he like if he took a hit, or just you know what I mean? Like he's he's listen, the economy is gonna do some weird stuff in the next few years. So who knows right. what's gonna happen? But I think that if they're in a situation where you know they're having kids got you you know what i mean like that's a full-time job for her so if they're gonna have kids and he wants her home and he wants to take her off the market and she's you know what i mean like he's got to hold her down because i've been in a relationship before where somebody was like i got us right don't worry about it you know i got us and i'm okay you know so it just depends on the situation but there's i feel like there's men now that are expecting it and they're going oh okay so yeah you're gonna bring home the bacon and you're gonna go food shopping and oh, you're gonna take guy, care of the kid. Of, yeah a lot of men will like, will, will, will like i'm of the see i'm of the belief that the men sh- the man should hold down the crib and Provide. pay and pay the bills yeah. exactly he's a provider but a lot of men will come at me for that i know like and say yo why can't she eats half and half everything 50 50 you can do that but then things get complicated within the relationship because if she wants to do something you're treating her like a roommate exactly right not like your woman not like your submissive woman you know what i'm saying but that's what i'm saying is those roles got all blurry and and weird because women became tougher and stronger Mm -hmm. we shot ourselves in the foot women to be honest it was great the women empowerment i'm super i'm super proud and happy about it right but I've been in that situation. I talk to women that are, you know, my age or younger. And I'm like, listen, you don't have to be like, oh, I got this. I got this. Mm -hmm. Like, chill out. Yeah. You're a woman. If somebody wants to do something good for you and nice for you or take care of you, accept it. They're so scared, though. Like, it's almost (laughs) looked at like, like, this is the problem. Women are afraid to be feminine right now because they look at femininity like weakness. Because when they were feminine with a guy, they got their heart broken. They got hurt. Mm -hmm. So now they put on a shield. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Not every girl, though. There's a lot of chicks in Miami or around the world Mm -hmm. that refuse to work. Mm -hmm. And they're like, what? Mm. Like, if you fucking with me, you're paying all the bills, honey. And then there's guys that are like, yes, that's what I want. And I've always been like, wow, why can't I be like that? (laughs) You know, why can't I be like you know and just chill but i just feel like i would get bored right you know so i just it just it's yeah. different like i'm different the, strokes different folks yeah like i'm of the belief like say you put two different scenarios right you have a scenario where i make one hundred twenty thousand and you make one hundred twenty thousand, 
and we could both work and collectively make you know whatever three hundred forty thousand or whatever the five failed algebra two was that right <laughs> no, two forty right? all right whatever we make double that whatever I'm of the belief that I would rather make one hundred twenty thousand and you don't work and the household just makes one hundred twenty thousand we don't make all that other extra money but we just make that you play your role you you handle the crib handle the kids if we have kids i'm gonna make sure everything's taken care of we might live in a smaller house yeah. we might not drive a, a popping car you know yeah. what i'm saying but i think our relationship will function more healthy that way right right in my opinion but there's also men i mean are you opposed to like because there's also men that um they do like the i have a friend that her and her husband they like work together they have a company it's a catering company and he does like stuff around the house and mm-hmm. he'll pick up the kids and go do this he's not you know he'll clean the dishes mm-hmm. um maybe he'll go out and grill and stuff so it's like a team effort and then mm-hmm. she's like doing this and it's like i'd love that you know as long as as a man it comes down to one thing as long as my wife is not coming home stressed right that's all it comes down to if she right. can if i'm running a business and she wants to do administrative stuff at the crib yes. and send emails and take care of the kids and make sure the crib is good and you could breathe easy and you're not stressed right then i'm with that yes. you know what i'm saying but the women and the children should not be stressed like you know it, I agree. no one agrees with us though <laughs> like, i know i know i mean it's just you know it's weird out here. And in my opinion, this is why I'm fucked up because if I feel like I'm not ready to be able to take on that big responsibility that I believe the man should, then I shouldn't be in a relationship. Don't think like that. Yeah, I mean, You why? know why? Because I- you could meet an amazing person that is doing her own little thing, mm-hmm. right? And she's like, you know, doing her own little thing. And then you guys are kind of like building and she's doing all that admin. Mm-hmm. And maybe she's like a genius at marketing or something. And mm-hmm. she's like, hey, babe, like I figured out all this stuff so I could like reach out and do all this stuff. Right. And you're like, wow. And then, you know, she's not stressed out because she likes it. That's exciting to her. Right. And she's still taking care of the home. She's contributing as long as she's not in the trenches. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's all I care about. Agree. You know? Agree. And, and, but and- you just said, if I can't feel like I can take that role on, why am I going to be in a relationship? But don't shut that opportunity out because you'll turn around and be 45 years old and you've missed all these great opportunities with probably amazing women that maybe you didn't even see the opportunity yeah. to even do that. I mean, if we get like deep with our therapy talk, the thing is that <laughs> I grew up watching my mom be the breadwinner mm. and my dad take advantage of it right and f- and fall back you know he mm-hmm. did he brought other things to to the relationship and was always a good father you know what i'm saying and mm-hmm. and, and didn't lack in that regard fix things around the crib you know what i mean like mm-hmm. but i watched my mom stress mm-hmm. trying to take care of the kids trying to bring the you know what i mean mm-hmm. and 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 you know and, and it stresses the kids out in a I woman in a woman can't be a wife to her husband if she's stressed out feeling mm-hmm. like she's got the burden on her shoulders yeah because then we look at the man like you're not being the provider you're and they the get man. and they get turned off you know yeah. they get turned off and then the opposite too men get turned off by the women being too aggressive like make your man feel like a king you know and you yeah. gotta find a way to like yeah like balance yeah yeah because if she feels like she's acting like the man and then he comes home and he's like i'm not the king and she's like no bitch like, i'm the king woman empowerment <laughs> like fuck y'all like fuck men like I that's the trend right now i'm scared to death i'm scared like in these young women like in these young women you know like they got it even worse okay, these so young women me- are more warped i interviewed two 22 year olds that are beautiful but like and they 
they're super warped. Like, tell me, what is it like for a, a DJ, right? A DJ, pop popping DJ out here in Miami and in the dating scene. I mean, I know from Nano's side. I want to know from your end, like how how's I mean, that going? Well, it depends what you're. I'm genuinely looking for. Like, I'm trying to have kids. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I say I'm ready to be a father more than I'm ready to be a husband, which is a problem. But the pro- <laughs> the problem is that there's so many options what it comes down to like i have to delete instagram because i have temptation in my face at all yeah, times like yeah. it's tough you, okay, and, so and i haven't found the right the thing is with me is that i need to stop okay every man every dj in the scene and wants the bad one wants the bad bitch like everyone it's like a, it's like you're driving a ferrari you know what i'm saying but and i've had that most of the time but there's no depth like I, I'm looking for depth and I don't know, I'm a Scorpio. Like, I don't know if it's just me, but I need, I need like a, a, a different type of depth, like a different type of connection. And it's, I haven't found it yet. It's very hard to find. So I set the bar very high because my single life is great. Like I said, there's temptation everywhere and, and I get rhythm, you know, thank God, you know, from what I do and, 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 you know, but it's hard to just focus on one woman. I want to focus on one woman and, 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 you know, buy a bigger crib and, and sell this, get a bigger crib, move her in. You're good to go. Nah, nah, nah. But I don't want to play myself either because she's got, it's got to be a type of, con- we got to have to have a type of conversation that establishes depth. Like, what do you mean depth? Like you guys can like talk about aliens and like, no, you know, well, politics okay. one, and stuff. Like, one is, is wit and sense of humor. Like we got to be able to like break up. We got to be able to like burst in, in, in laughter and crying and laughter like together. Like yeah. if that doesn't happen, like I'm tired of carrying the, the, I'm tired of performing in my relationship. Yeah. I'm tired of being the comedian in all senses, sexual, everything. Like I'm, yeah. I'm tired of being on a date and being the guy. I want to crack a joke and then I want you to crack a joke and like, oh shit, you made my joke way funnier. Like, right. you, like you know what I mean? Yeah. That's hard to find because these chicks are airheads and like these chicks are airheads in Miami. They're so beautiful, but they're airheads. I know. That's why I need a chick from up north. I said I need. I want to try. I need to fuck with a New York chick. So you're gonna import. I import, did that. I, just I did put, that. You know, we'll go to the gym. We'll get you right. You know, <laughs> and, and 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 you're quicker. You're smarter. Like you're faster. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's sl- it's it's a lot slower. Or here. or you could be the guy who imports from Colombia or DR or third world country because not even because of like the the look, but the women are more into the family gender roles over there. You could import a Colombian and and she understands like that role of, of, of taking care of the crib. And you can't tell that to an American girl right now. Like it's hard. You can't. Yeah. Well, I feel like a lot of them, you know, here in Miami, a lot live with their parents at such a young, old, you know, like at a later age. Mm-hmm. I mean, I moved out at 18, like the week I turned 18. So yeah. when you move out, right. And you're on your own. You have to learn how to survive, right? right? I bought a house at 21 by right. myself. So you, I had a mortgage, and it was like real life stuff. And wow. then I talked to girls that are like 29, 30, and they're still living at home with their parents. And I'm like, babe, <laughs> like you got to get out there. So how are you going to learn how to run a household with your man? How, how yeah. are you going to do that? I mean, your parents have been taking care of everything right now. You're going to go out on your own and you're going to you're going to make it happen regardless. But still, I mean, you have to be able to have some type of conversation with men 
you know i went on a date i went on a date with a 29 year old that i've been wanting to go on a date with for like three four years and i finally went on a date with her and she's beautiful like so we're on the date and, and, and you know the topic came up of like yo what are you trying to work on like what are some personal things you're trying to work on and she goes yeah you know i'm just trying to pay my bills on time i'm like yo <laughs> fuck my why me god like yo you see what i get like i get the beautiful woman who's a 10 got mad followers on ig and 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 she's 29 years old like you said you're paying your mortgage at 21 this girl's 29 and her goal is to pay her bills on time like <laughs> yeah you know like if it was like a personality trait like me i'm trying to work on being less impulsive i'm trying to be more organized she's trying to figure out how to pay her bills on time trying like, to pay her t-mobile bill on time <laughs> but her instagram is lit she knows how to take pictures but that's all these girls know how to do i now. know they know how to edit it's so funny it's so crazy we're hard, we're tell, tell, wait tell me another good tell me another crazy date please damn you're gonna hit me on therapy <laughs> please uh a crazy date um uh damn like one where you really legit had to text somebody and you're like oh my god you're never gonna believe no this. i've never done that i've had disaster dates and i eat i'll even pay the bill but i just know like i'm never talking catfish again. i know you've been catfished are you probably, uh, you're probably the type of guy that does like uh, no appointment FaceTime to make thing. sure that this she's is, who she says. She this is. is the thing. There's two levels for me. Either I want you or I really want you. And I've been wanting you. So if I just want you, I'll invite you to the club. Yeah. Yo, yeah. Come DJ, you know, and I'll, I'll try to make my move. But if I really want you, I'm trying to take you out on a date, a one-on-one. Right, and right. that's very rare. Yeah. Like that doesn't happen a lot. Most chicks are, let's just go to the club. Okay. So you, you know? kind of filter them out at the club. No, no, no. I filter them out on, on how much i want you like how much i'm how much but my we're lust talking is. about catfish have oh. been catfish no because i would never go oh maybe catfish at a club yeah. yeah like come to the club in a group setting oh you don't look as good as your pictures whatever I'm gonna, you, know, <laughs> you don't like, look like 375 likes in a yeah, minute <laughs> yeah you definitely like have all your pictures like with your arms above your waist now you could face tune your waist and make it skinnier like i know all the tricks dog like uh-huh <laughs> you know yo fam like yo but he's see, slaughtering you girl uh, nah, i know all the tricks but now i'm good at watching i don't trust any picture against a blank wall if you're at a blank wall nope and, and if every ig pic is caked up everything is caked up yeah, yeah, like yeah. like just let your you i want to see a busy background <laughs> yeah yeah and, and just take the makeup off for one picture like show us you're a little bit real yeah like you know <laughs> <laughs> all right enough about me what about you Ange? tell me tell us one of your disaster disaster oh, dates man, no. you have one word i do oh my you god go on, you go on blind dates or how do you, you that's go, so weird you, you said it like? you, that's so weird you said it. i've only been on one blind date in my life my girlfriend set me up years ago and she's like yo he's just like you know he's a boss he's, he runs a couple of businesses this and that i'm like oh it's amazing and um he sent me, you know, the roses that last a year. Before you even went on the date? Yeah. Ooh. So I was like, okay, that's cool. You know, that's 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 cute. That's a little aggressive, but that's cute. Yeah, I don't know if I'm categorizing that. I might categorize that as a red flag, but whatever. Okay, so I pull up to the restaurant, and when I walk in, it's an Italian restaurant. When I walk in, the bar's right there. And, like, right when I open the door, I see everyone, like, turn around and look. And I'm like, what's going on? I'm in the right spot. And then I see him, and he's, like, standing by the bar. And he's like, so I was like, oh, hey, what's up? And I was like, oh, wow, he's totally bald. Okay, so I walk up towards him, 
What was, what was he? Was he hatfish? Because I'm he hatfish. Was hat- <laughs> no, <laughs> he was like a, it, like a totally different. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when I get up there, <laughs> hatfish. So when I get like the crowd kind of like parts ways, like the Dead Sea, oh, like Moses and shit. Yeah, right? like Moses and what I like parts. He's on a medical scooter, and I was like. <laughs> What's going on? So, like, when I'm walking up to him, I look down, and he's like, oh. <laughs> "What? Yo, Dude. I hope you were never friends with your homegirl again. <laughs> like, she did that on purpose, or did she not Yo, know?" Yo, so I look over at him, and I'm like, I see his face, and he's like, "Hey," and I like look down, and he's got the scooter with the like his knee bent and his leg back, and I see a like he's got a cast from his knee all the way down to his oh, foot. Oh, so he just was injured at the time. Yeah, but I was like, you can- bro, <laughs> take a you freaking break it. while you're injured. Like, I've been injured on crutches. Like, I'm not out dating while I'm on crutches. Yeah. Like, take a break, bro. Like, start back up right when you're, like, healed. Did he, like, like come up no, to you? No, so, like, like I walk up and I'm like, you know, I don't, I hate hurting people's feelings. I don't mm-hmm. like when people, like, you know, they mm-hmm. feel like embarrassed so i walked up i'm like what a cool bike oh my god let me drive it and he's like (laughs) and he was like hey yeah i got injured and i was like oh no problem bro in my mind like i'm never gonna see him again and then he you know i was like oh i'll be right back so i turn around i go into like boss manager mode i'm like hey can we get it he's like i got this and he like got on a scooter (laughs) (laughs) he's like i'm so sorry if you're listening to me (laughs) how long Yo, so, Scooter Dave is listening to this shit. <laughs> so then we go to dinner. Like we had to go through the whole restaurant. It's a busy, like well-known restaurant. So I'm like, <laughs> excuse me, pardon me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. And he's like on the scooter, and everyone's looking. Was he attractive on the scooter, or the scooter just killed it? The scooter killed yeah. it, bro. I don't care if you're Maluma. Yeah. Like it just <laughs> is like, what is up, bro? Stay home. Uber eats, bruh you know so i'm like oh my god so the whole time we're eating and i'm just like you know and then i you know i totally forgot about the scooter and then afterwards like we go he strolls out to the parking lot i walk out there i'm about to get in my car and then he like lunges into like give me a kiss and like a crazy scooter yeah and i'm like bro back up like you're honest first of all First of all, you, you pulled up to a blind date with a freaking medical scooter. Like, what's up with you, man? Are you on meds? Yeah, he was probably on meds. He was on meds. Now, so. that, now you just reminded me of a story that I have. <laughs> just in that same vein. I'm DJing at the Clevelander, right? And people on the dance floor. And, and it's like kind of low key. And I'm watching this girl for like two hours. She's so beautiful. And dancing with my type. And I'm DJing. I'm like, damn, this girl's so bad. And I'm like, yo. I think this girl's Dominican. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to hit the bachata and I'm going to go down and try to dance with her. If smooth, I would get caught, smooth. if I would get caught, I'm getting fired like from oh, the wow. Cleveland. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. But she was that bad. I was like, wow. fuck, I was my job, whatever. So I play the bachata and I go down. I've been looking at this girl for two hours already. Like she's bad as shit. So I play the bachata. I go down to dance with her. I go, let's dance. She's like, let's dance. She grabs my arm and she, she had a straight nub. She doesn't have a hand. <laughs> and I, I was looking at her for three hours and didn't realize she didn't have a hand you weren't like, looking at her hands so i grabbed one hand and then she gives me the next hand and straighten up and i'm like two of them no just, just one, one one no hand so i'm like i'm grabbing nub like I'm oh gra- no and you didn't know what it was right away right i, I feel i'm like uh. it doesn't have a hand like, 
and I cannot dance with her. So I'm like dancing bachata with a chick with one hand, grabbing like her nub and shit, like doing bachata moves. And I'm like, yo, I'm about to get fired. Uh, like, let me go back. To- I gotta go. Yeah, no, so. no way, yeah, bro. That's nuts. Damn, give you yeah. a hand. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I'm here with Angelina. Uh, Angelina305 is IG. Yes. You have any other uh, social media outlets? Are you on TikTok yet? We were too old for TikTok. I, we I can't mean, have a TikTok. I have a TikTok, but it's like. That's another yeah, thing, Angie. These girls, these, these 25 year olds, like, let's say 25 and down, they're so beautiful, mm-hmm. but they're dancing on TikTok. I'm like, Ma, I can't take you serious. You're out here doing fucking little but dances do a TikTok and shit on TikTok. Move, first of all, can you even do one? What do you mean? Can you, do you have a TikTok move? No. You don't know any of the moves? No, I don't Me know. Me either. Shit. <laughs> but these girls I do. I like watching it, but yeah. I just can't. <laughs> No, I can't. I'm afraid to go on TikTok. Yo, I actually like curved my Instagram for a different addiction now. Now, like my problem, I would check Instagram like 50 times a day, like crazy, yeah, like addicted. Yeah. I don't want to talk about screen time. Like, I'm, oh, like, wow. yeah. have you looked at your screen time? Yeah, I actually put an alert. Really? Yeah, I, I have a on limit. On certain now. apps, I used to on, do that. I have one on Instagram. I have a limit. What's your limit? An hour. <laughs> Really? Well, because I go on there to do a lot of social media stuff. and Don't feel bad. My shit was three hours and I was going above yeah. that. Like, uh, no, issues. there's people that I know. There's people that do five to seven. Look, I drop all my dope memes. Okay. I'm a meme. Yeah. I'm a meme mm-hmm. master. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I drop all my, <laughs> my memes. And um, and then I do a lot of social media stuff, looking up brands and stuff like that. Right, and so it's work. Yeah, it's work related. But you, you get caught up on it's the... It's so ex- easy to get distracted. Oh you can do something like, let me go to Instagram and now you're scrolling. like, And then you're sitting there like, what am I doing? So you have to put a limit on everything. So what, mm. would, what, what what's your new thing? What's your new vice? Robin Hood. What's up, man? Invest like I mean so I, I've been doing it thing. for a minute now, yeah. like since the pandemic. But but yeah, 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 but yeah. I check Robin Hood like a like but are, did a crackhead. You, you stayed on Robin Hood after everything that happened. Like I, I'm in a group chat with like 20 of my boys, like from Yale and like yeah, popping yeah, yeah. and Same. and a lot of them left. Yeah, I'm still on it. Like I'm uh, still on it, it too. But I ch- did. I'm trying to transition to the, the thing is, it takes like five days for your shit to transfer. So you got to sit out for like five days. You know. Mm-hmm. I just didn't like the the move they pulled. I got, what, what are you fucking with now? Like, what's your what's your vibe with the investing? Um, as far as what I'm invested you, you, in, you, you 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 buy stocks or you do options or like what are you? Yeah, I have stocks right now. I'm, I'm learning how to do um, like contracts and options, everything. Yeah. yeah, and um, be careful and, with that. That's see, that's where I fucked up. Why? Because I was doing I was, when I first started, right when the pandemic, like maybe two months after March, when the crash happened, oh. I got I got into it. I wish I would have got into it at oh that time. Oh my god, the eighteenth on the eighteenth. Yeah, damn, you got the date. Yeah, it would have been a different yeah. game for me. But I got into it like two months after that, and I was buying stocks and shit. And I started doing options. Mm-hmm. And I woke up one day where my option was up like two grand, and mm-hmm. I put like three hundred dollars on it. I'm like, oh shit! So I got cocky and thought I figured it out. And I started doing mad options and I got burned crazy, mm-hmm. burn, burn, burn. Mm-hmm. So But now, that's fine because you now you understand it. You I'm have learning, to get yeah. you only learn it when you get burned. That's a fact. You'll never comprehend that move ever if you don't, you yeah, know. That's true. Are, are you on Yahoo Finance? No. Download that bo- today. My boys put in the group chat like certain relevant things. It's like, just dope because even like your candlestick that you're, you know, mm-hmm. you're looking at and everything, it's easier to read on Yahoo than it is to read on, on Robinhood. Robin number one, number two, just the news feed that comes through and the, mm. the, 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 you know, like I, I, I went into some other stocks from 
just the news feed and it's just the information that's coming in and so what has your strategy been like since the, what did you get into it like around the same time as me like during the- um i started getting into it slowly like just throughout covid mm-hmm. and stuff i mean i was trying to be safe with mm-hmm. my savings during mm-hmm. covid because you're like you know yeah and i have you know some other obligations that i had to make sure were secure before i just started throwing money into yeah. the stock market and then it just started you know i was like fuck it i'm yeah. just gonna you know throw my shit into it but i kick my ass every single day my boy was trying to get me into bitcoin and mm. ethereum years bitcoin actually when i was in bahrain mm-hmm. was the first time that i was um introduced to, it. introduced to freaking bitcoin and it was like 700 bucks and i was like wow. i was like he, they were trying to explain it to me i'm like this sounds crazy like and now it makes mean? perfect sense right now when it makes sense it. yeah and then even years after that and the crazy thing is is the guy that was talking to me in bahrain in the middle east it was 700 something then and he's like i'm a multi-millionaire like i went in when it was a couple dollars and he was a multi-millionaire at that time yes what? And then my other friend tried to get me to come in 2016 when it was still like 12, 1500. And I was like, oh, it's still scary. I don't know. And then he's like, all right, well, look, if you feel scared to get in at 15, then at least. Um, so anyways, he was like, you'll get into the Ethereum. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah. and then, you know, it's just like you, it, you blink, you turn around. It's like $39,000. Yeah. Yeah. So are you in the crypto? Are you yeah. doing the crypto shit heavy? Doing crypto now, yeah. But okay. Yeah. That's what's up. Well, Angie, I appreciate you coming through. I love Angelina it. three hundred five. Um, you know what we gotta do? We gotta do lunch because I want I wanna um I talked to you earlier. I wanna you know get you involved in a different capacity like yeah because this is yeah. growing crazy and I bro I have I like, so much faith in you. That's what thank you. You think thank I would you. come Likewise, here on my Friday night? To Fort Lauderdale, to your house. Thank you. If I didn't feel like whatever you're doing is like, look, I'm not just saying this for, you know, you know, because I'm on film. But like, honestly, I've worked in Miami for 12 years and I've seen a lot of DJs come and go. And I've, I've, he's like, get this on tape. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. It It didn't die because it's plugged in though. 